0: Welcome to the Atlantean Croc Podcast. This is your host, the Croc, with my co-host, the Spartan Goose. And today we're going to be talking about different security hats that have happened over the months. And also a little bit about Bitcoin. So stay tuned. All right, let's get to the topic at hand. We have to talk about the different security hats to begin with. So, Spartan Goose, the Spartan Goose, what type of hacks have happened in the past few months or even years? Yeah.
1: Well, one of the major ones that happened recently was in March of 2020. It was the solar winds hack.
0: Hmm. Now, what exactly happened with the solar winds hack?
1: So, a uh, a hacker group, if I remember correctly, uh. Got into SolarWinds system and they installed a malware in the update for the software, which SolarWinds is a management for uh, servers and a lot of that stuff where government and a lot of companies use, and they were affected by that update that was put in there by the hacker.
0: Well, that's really bad for companies. Um, If that affected so many businesses... um how many do you estimate were affected? Is it quite a bit or would it affect supply lines? Anything else beyond that?
1: Supply lines I'm not really sure on, but SolarWinds is a software for a man machine, servers mostly. Mm. And it's one of the name brand software for it. So it's why we use software across many companies, across many countries. Mm. Along with governments,
0: do you think if they diversify, people diversify their software, they would have better security, or is it just security practices altogether?
1: In this case, this software was used by many people, and it was used to manage. This is a outsourced, basically, we would call that. So another company made it, and a company is basically outsourcing stuff to use that software. Instead of making their own software to do that. Making Mm. your own software will be more actually secure, per se. Because your source code can't be tampered with from people outside of the company.
0: Hmm, I see. So, that wasn't the only hack that happened this year. Don't don't you have a list of a few hacks that happened?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, One uh from the article i'm looking at is uh security boulevard the ten major cyber attack witnessed globally in uh twenty twenty one channel nine was hit by a cyber attack
0: channel nine the news agency
1: uh it's the australian broadcaster
0: oh i see um well, what uh details specifically about that one does it say
1: so basically what happened is uh the Broadcaster couldn't show hey, any information or any channels on Sunday. News bulletins or anything. It was basically they couldn't show anything. They were affected to the point where they couldn't do that.
0: Hmm. So just uh, service down for a little bit.
1: Pretty much. Another major one was uh, was
0: Harris Federation. Seven- Harris Federation. Uh, what type of company is that?
1: Is a London-based uh, company, and they were hit by a uh, ransomware attack. Oh, really? And it was like on schools, too.
0: Uh, could you explain for people listening to us what exactly a ransomware attack is?
1: So what a ransomware essentially is is somebody downloads something, and then it'll start encrypting the computer and then saying, if you want your information back, uh, call this number or pay to this place, and they will send you the uh, key to unlock it, which is actually not guaranteed that they're going to do that.
0: True, true. And don't they do a lot of times cryptocurrency for this? They suggest that you pay them in cryptocurrency rather than regular dollars and stuff.
1: If you pay them in regular dollars, is easier to track. Mm. With cryptocurrency, it's a lot harder to track.
0: I see. And they use obscure ones, don't they?
1: Yes, they'll use the most obscure ones, and they'll probably bounce it around or through a few uh, cryptocurrency wallets, most likely to uh, throw off.
0: Mm. So... uh what was one of the major ones that are, is on the list that you have there? Do they have the one from uh, the oil pipeline hack?
1: In this list is not exactly there. This, the, a lot of these articles with these lists do not have the pipeline because it's one of the newer ones. Mm, I see. But this list has like a Florida and water system hack.
0: Okay. Uh, that, that would have been pretty devastating water and is it like a city or like their big water system
1: so from what i understand from the post it's basically a cyber criminal attempted to poison the water supply
0: Mm. interesting
1: by increasing uh the cleaning stuff in it
0: oh so like chlorine or something else whatever they use
1: yeah uh, not exactly chlorine, it was a different chemical. Oh, really? Oh, man.
0: And they caught on to this pretty fast, they must have.
1: Oh, yeah, because water's is a...
0: Uh, vital resource. So, a lot of these hackers seem to be targeting vital systems to different um, infrastructures. Because there was the oil pipeline that's a big resource. There's water, like you just mentioned... Food supplies.
1: Well, actually, they're not exactly targeting them. They're just targeting wherever they can so they can get money.
0: Mm. Do you think any of them are targeting specific ones?
1: If they were, those would most likely be state-sponsored hackers. Hmm. Interesting. Because to the point of, of view of a cybercriminal, the standard one is we want money how can we do it so we can get money
0: good point good point
1: because there's uh another one here from actually a big major company a lot of people understand microsoft exchange had a mass cyber hack
0: microsoft exchange so which um portion of microsoft is that exactly
1: i'm not exactly sure what portion that is but it it affected millions of clients around the globe.
0: Hmm. So it's probably a business software by the sound of it.
1: Uh, they took uh, vulnerabilities in Microsoft Exchange server, so it's a type of software. So,
0: they targeted basically almost like a hole in their server or a backdoor almost.
1: Essentially, uh, here is a little bit more information: is uh nine government agencies and about. Over six thousand private companies in the U.S. were affected Ooh, by this attack.
0: So, do you think any of these uh, hacks are collusion with any other hacking groups around the globe, or is it just individuals, kind of like a stand standalone complex, or is it you think they're all working together?
1: A lot of them would I would say mostly be standalone. Okay. Because it's for profit.
0: So, a standalone complex is when individuals attack something, and then another individual attacks that same something, but they're not together attacking it, colluding in a sense. So, standalone complex, everybody's doing this stuff, and it seems like they're together, but they aren't really.
1: Exactly. uh There's here's a few other ones. I'm just going to list them off. Like airplane manufacturer uh, was affected by a hack. It was a Canadian one. Uh, computer maker Acer was uh had a uh, ransomware. Uh, University of the Highlands and Islands. Hmm. Uh, was attacked. Uh, Sierra Wireless. Uh. A cellion supply chain attack was another one
0: oh, what what's a supply chain attack specifically is it just attacking a supply chain or are they a different type of hack
1: so from the uh, what information I'm reading about this uh, it was a the syst- the breach was targeted a transfer system where it basically affected those Systems and got caught in the crossfire, which.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So, which other ones you got there?
1: Well, that's the rest from that one article mm. from the Security Boulevard. So, we're going to one of the major recent ones you talked about with like the.
0: The pipeline?
1: Pipeline, yes. And I'm using Bloomberg and the article at Hacker's Breach. Uh, Calling the pipeline using a compromised password. So mm. from what I understand from reading this article is they somehow got a password and used it to compromise a uh, an account. And they got in by using that account with a VPN connection.
0: Interesting. So it's kind of like elevating yourself. In a sense, they got the password, got into the account, and then used the VPN to elevate themselves on the network.
1: So basically what they did is they took that account, used the VPN to gain access to the network. And mm-hmm. then from there, they just re it. And it also says they don't know how they got this information. It's how they got that account information and all mm. that stuff. Because that one, it's really hard to say how you can get that. But they did disable that account so they couldn't use that account anymore.
0: Okay. But... Did I hear right that. Is that the one where they, um. Paid off the hackers?
1: Yes. The Colonel Pipeline did pay off the hackers.
0: So, when they paid off the hackers, what happened exactly? Do you know? Or. Speculation, or.
1: So, why aren't. If normally when you pay off a hacker it's usually ransomware. Mm. So they had ransomware affa- affect them. And basically they just paid them whatever price they asked for so they could get their all their information unlocked.
0: Wasn't it like four million or something like that?
1: I think it was five million. Okay. This article doesn't say how much uh, they paid. Okay.
0: So. With that. That affected. A lot of Americans. In the United States. And it probably affected more than just that. Because that pipeline. Goes through a lot of states.
1: It mostly goes on the eastern coast i believe yes a lot of the eastern ones and below it was just the section it affected about 14 states i believe
0: yeah i believe it was over in texas too like west virginia very long pipeline. so what about the other one the meat processing plant it
1: yeah, okay. I'm looking at the article another article and it said about nearly five million dollars was paid.
0: Oh, for the, the
1: colonial pipeline. Yes. Okay, the meat. Uh for the meat company they don't they don't, I couldn't find any information how the hack happened.
0: Hmm. So they're probably keeping it under wraps or they just don't know.
1: Uh it says uh at least 40 food companies have been targeted by ransomware gangs over the over the last year. And this is, I'm getting from this, the the Mercury News. And the article is, the largest meat patcher gets back online after hack.
0: Okay. Interesting, interesting. Do you think all these hats, because people have been hacking for a long time, but do you think that since... We had that pandemic. Everything closed down. Do you think hats have been getting worse and worse because of the inability of companies to adapt early on? And when they tried to adapt, they didn't fully integrate everything to make security a primary addition to their setups.
1: It was part of it, but not all exactly that. Okay. So first off, the pandemic gave a lot of people more time on their hands. Okay. More time to do whatever. So, of course, hackers, more people that have more times on hand—may can make more hackers.
0: Yes. So it's like a chain effect in a sense. The more of something you have, I guess the resource would be time. The more of a type of person can be created.
1: Yes. Also, there's a lot more to uh, integrating and stuff of, like, software. So, basically, a lot of companies, some of these major ones, didn't have the right hardware, per se, because some companies are running old hardware where are vulnerable to, like, certain... Uh, vulnerabilities like they can get through and older hardware has that and if you don't uh, limit it as much as possible eventually they can get in this is why there's updates to software constantly because to uh, prevent people using vulnerabilities to get into places
0: interesting interesting okay
1: but What you're thinking is, like, that type of stuff is actually not very commonly used anymore. Most people get into networks by social engineering.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. And social engineering is the process in which people use just talking and different type of social tactics, like through email phishing and stuff, to get into a system.
1: Yeah, the spear phishing is usually the email, there's a...
0: Be, be like I'm, I'm the king of Africa, and I have an inheritance I need to give to you. And uh, if you send me your account number, I can do that for you right away and give you that $8,000 of investment. Something like that, some kind of phishing like that.
1: Yes, uh, a lot of times when we look at the emails... You you need to look at the address you're coming from and you want to look in the detailed address because sometimes that can be spoofed.
0: Yes. Yeah, um, if you some it depends on your email thing, right? Because some of them you could just hover over and you could see the address right at the top.
1: For example, if your company is like ABC
0: dot EDU or something like that.
1: Yeah. And it says uh something weird like uh, S-Y-Z-A-B-C dot E-D-U dot um, uh, S-Y-Z. S-Y-Z
0: towels are us. <laughs>
1: That's a example of it not being a real, a real example. Yeah. You, know, you want to make sure that. Also look at the spelling.
0: Oh, yes. Spelling inside the email, correct?
1: Yes. And any images and logos because they're going to be slightly off most times.
0: True, true. Or they might rearrange an email that get sent every week or a lot of times they'll try to use your um, CEO, correct? Like, they'll say, oh, hey, I sent this email to everybody and this attachment. Please open it up. I am the CEO or something I like that.
1: CEO, not as often. It's mostly HR.
0: Well, I have seen it where uh, a CEO has sent me something and it was not legit. They sent it from some weird account. They were trying to fish. I said, "No way, Jose." To the trash with you, ye.
1: ye. <laughs> A lot of times they would use HR saying, "We need this document filled out as soon as mm-hmm. possible and send back."
0: Yeah. So people who work for security nowadays—they're always telling their employees, trying to train them on all this new phishing yeah, attempts.
1: Uh, There's some amazing things that are out there now. Because uh, when I was doing research for one of my classes, uh, we're doing uh, AI. Oh, yes. And our paper, my group paper was on AI. Mm -hmm. One of the things we talked about is like uh, deep fakes and social engineering. Yeah,
0: deep fakes. That's the new horizon of... uh... Did you ever see that um, Disney movie, one of the Star Wars ones? they did a like a deep fake of a guy who wasn't he wasn't alive anymore but they needed actor kind of act as him so they basically superposed his face over the other person so that's kind of like a deep fake in a sense mm, not exactly oh well that that's a visual thing yeah. but it's you're talking cool. about audio specifically
1: well audio video and there's they they go hand-to-hand. Hand. Uh, usually, there's a different name for that one. Okay. Because you're just slightly modifying deepfake is completely fake.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So, there's one. The, one of the most famous deepfake ones is of Obama. Okay. Where they basically, they took his voice, took his looks and his facial expressions and ran it through software. Okay. And then made him um, give a speech on whatever they wanted.
0: Interesting. It wasn't
1: so, the the best sounding, but it was quite new that type of thing at that time when that came out.
0: Just think, over in Japan, they use AI to sing songs. How far off will it be? Will will, will it be till what we watch won't be true at all?
1: I remember there was actually one movie. Where they said they own the right to the person, and they were going and basically make, basically a CGI character of him and use AI to voice him.
0: Interesting. So when people die now, they'll and if they have their voice on record and stuff, they could make a completely fake person eventually to play star roles. Think of this, Brad Pitt will be a star forever, even after his death. He'll be alive and well, all kind of things on the screen through CG.
1: Now, let's go back to what we were always saying.
0: Okay. Yeah, we got a little off track there, uh, but it was interesting yeah, concepts.
1: The, this person used the fake voice of the CEO and got transferred away like $33,000 to an account.
0: Interesting. What
1: was thirty? No, i think it was like $3,000. 30.
0: Yes, I I have watched segments where the people have used voice modulation to change people's seats on planes. That that I have watched happen. Uh, that was interesting.
1: <laughs> it's a, a lot of amazing things that uh can come out of technology. Yeah. There's also Samsung Neon, which is a uh, project from Samsung where they're basically making an AI person. Mm to do like business work wait like a, uh, receptionist, uh, like a flight attendant in the, uh, airport telling you which, uh, port you have to go to.
0: Well, well, well all new stuff pretty soon. They'll have artificial intelligence. Tell us what to do. AI bosses future or Essentially, not.
1: Actually, that's what, uh, ads are, uh what people when they're doing data studies Mm. they they make the ai do the work and then the ai just basically tells them here's the information interesting yes such new technology such
0: dangerous technology too in the wrong hands that is right
1: is there any right hands I, i like my security (laughs) <laughs> I don't want my information to name by hands, but it's really it's, unavoidable.
0: Yep, really.
1: If one company has it, basically all companies will have it.
0: Yeah, so what's the definition of security again? Isn't the it the feeling of being secure, not actually being
1: secure? Well, in the security field, that actually has changed. Oh. It used to be feeling secure. And now it became, when will the breach happen?
0: Interesting. You
1: have to think like a hacker to prevent the breach from ever happening. So,
0: be... What is that? Um, a proactive employee instead of a reactive employee?
1: Essentially, yes. Yes, yes.
0: Wow, well, hacking. New on the horizon. Ooh. So want to get into our Nets topic, or you wanted to...
1: Well, there's actually one more major hack you forgot about.
0: Ooh, what is this one?
1: Well, I have uh, BBC up for their EA Gaming Giant hack. Oh, it's yes. i code stolen.
0: I remember that EA had their source code taken away from them. Ooh. Yeah, what, what exactly happened with the source code? How, how did they get in, or is there any information about that?
1: Unfortunately, there wasn't any information on how they got in. It's probably most likely a phishing attempt that's generally how they happen or if they compromise account because True, true. A lot of time for password hacking. They don't use like uh, brute forcing. Basically, if they can find a password you used previously. Oh, yes. They'll try combinations of that similar to that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And
1: that's why password managers are something I would recommend. Because you can create a 20-character password that's different. So,
0: you suggest all businesses should have all their employees use some kind of password manager.
1: Yes, it will. Because it's almost impossible to remember, like, 20-character-long passwords.
0: Uh, what What's the common going rate for a password manager nowadays?
1: Well... The one of the major ones is LastPass Lastpass. Uh, is that
0: a pretty secure password manager? Have you used it before?
1: I have not used it, but I have a lot of people do use it and it's one of the highly recommended ones. Uh, there's a free version of it but it's very limited uh, to do I don't see the prices, but the last time I checked the prices weren't too high for their premium. Uh, premium is like three dollars a month and for families four dollars a month and there's a business version where you you have like it's four dollars per user per month yeah they're
0: they're raking the dough four dollars per user per month this
1: is the team's one uh and this is our 50 os people and for businesses it's a six dollars per user
0: per Mm. month um just to mention, we're not su- supported or sponsored by LastPass. We are just talking about them as one of the potential managers that you can choose from.
1: Uh, the one I use is called Sticky Keys.
0: Which is also not a sponsor of this show.
1: No, Sticky Pass. <laughs> Sticky Pass what...
0: Still not a sponsor. But uh, we recommend, and these are just a few that can help you... Or any company, any employee, any user, with saving your passwords and protecting yourself from vulnerabilities.
1: There's a free version of it. The premium is 29 And if you want to buy the lifetime one, so it's a one-time purchase, it's $200. I got mine at a discount.
0: I see. Because
1: I, I, when I was in college, I paid for it, and I got it for like $30.
0: Oh, amazing. Maybe they'll have another discount, but... Not through us, because we are not sponsored by any of these password managers. So, password managers—there
1: are a lot of them. Uh, I think Dashlane is one, and you could just look them up. I would look them up and see which one's best for you. Yes. Because Google has one, which I don't recommend that one because that's probably the most insecure one. Uh yeah.
0: It, so so much insecurity in
1: these. Uh Apple has one, but it depends on which one you're using because they have one built in software ish and then one they have on their cloud. I don't
0: So you trust um do you trust cloud ones or non cloud ones more?
1: Personally, I don't trust cloud because cloud can be hacked.
0: Yes, just like any other server because it's on somebody else's network.
1: Yes. So, they could get the encrypted files because all the password managers encrypt their passwords. Each password is actually encrypted separately. And they're using the one called uh, AES uh, encryption, which is the current standard.
0: Is that 256 encryption usually? Uh, or two fifty four. This
1: does has different ones. This does uh, go up to two fifty six. I believe it also goes up higher. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember the uh, advanced encryption standard. That's the current is the name. It has uh, the key sizes are what It lists here is one twenty eight, one ninety two, or two fifty six.
0: I see. I see. So that's about our security segment do you want to go into bitcoin now
1: yeah what we can
0: so bitcoin the new frontier it seems of digital currencies such a well not so new bitcoin's been around for a little bit already but it's had a huge explosion in the last year or so since the whole pandemic and even before that they had a few spikes like in was it 2015 2016 they had a spike where it went from pretty low to like $1000 but now it's
1: up it was to, two seven, uh, 2017 where it was starting out what around like near the beginning was
0: uh, was it like a few hundred and then it went up to 1000
1: it was near about 1000 at the beginning of uh two thousand seventeen and near the end it hit twenty. Yes. And then started falling in twenty eighteen. And then around twenty nineteen it went up back to like oh twelve thousand ish dollars. Hovered around that between like nine and that. And then in about in October of twenty twenty it started going up and kept going up.
0: Yes, so right now Bitcoin is sitting at about thirty-two thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, uh, in May, uh, it was about around the sixty thousand mark, and then it has dropped since then.
0: So, so let us talk about why it dropped. There's a few things that happened recently that caused a little bit of dropping of Bitcoin, mainly to do with China. Is that correct?
1: Uh, from the information I have seen on looking at Bitcoin, China was one of the biggest miners of Bitcoin.
0: Yep. And then they just stopped because the um, I believe the Chinese government put a stop to some mining in some regions.
1: Uh, they put a stop to it. They told banks they can't have Bitcoin. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So basically the banks had to sell it off. Sell, sell, sell. And so, uh, Bitcoin's acting basically like stock. Yes. So... How, how
0: Bitcoin exactly works is you want to buy Bitcoin, you have to buy on an exchange, kind of like you buy buying a stock on an exchange, and you have a wallet. They they call it a wallet. It's like a digital holding place, in well, a sense.
1: There are a few different types of wallets. There's a, where you have your private ones where you are in control, and the ones that are part of the exchanges where basically they control your keys, which uh, I, I want it do that for since we're a
0: security me. podcast we suggest having your own keys but we do not give any financial advice this is a suggestion purely on a security sense yes
1: so they they control your public and private keys i would basically say when if you're going to buy from them send it to your once you get into their account send it to your own private because you control the keys
0: yeah it's if you want to buy Bitcoin, make sure you want to buy it. Don't, don't listen to us, per se, about buying it. It's all about how what your financial advisor recommends and what you want to do.
1: It's like stocks. There's a chance where you lose money. So do it at your own risk. Yes. So, But Bitcoin,
0: I say for us... I would say, for us, it's a pretty nice investment. It's interesting. It does fluctuate. It's
1: basically acts like a stock. Yes. Even though it was never meant to be like that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this is all because of how it's regulated. Because the initial plan for Bitcoin was to be used as a real currency, not as a... Right now, it's being used as a value holder. Basically, it holds value of money you put in. And then you can transfer it to another person.
1: Also, for uh, Bitcoin, uh, it's not available in all regions. That is true. And it is also tax differing in each country.
0: Exactly. Some countries don't allow Bitcoin. I forget
1: the list. I believe uh, Wikipedia has a uh, list because if you look at the Bitcoin website, they'll show you a list. Yeah,
0: um, Wikipedia is okay, but I would suggest use multiple sources to source things. Yes.
1: Uh, from the Bitcoin dot com, uh, mm. when I was looking at it, uh, it it will say here is the list of what where you can legalize it's legal to do certain things and what fault falls under it and they point it to wikipedia so you can look at wikipedia as a pre uh point and then from there research more because it's of course they don't give you all that information you need
0: yeah it, bitcoin's been around for a little bit and they have this thing called the blockchain and the blockchain can be integrated into multiple things and it's a good technology for security specifically database security and server security
1: isn't that right well what i understand blockchain was originally actually used for encrypting information it's just how they uh, you're using it now they just changed it how it worked and to basically they send that information over the network like that so essentially when Uh, In an encryption standpoint, blockchaining is where you take a block, a piece of file, take a file, and you split it up into so many blocks. Mm. And from there, you take the first block, you give it a flag saying, this is the first block, and then you encrypt it. Then you take the second block, and you use the first block and encrypt the second block, and you repeat that until you reach the last block, which will have a flag saying, it's the last block.
0: And if anything interrupts that, it will stop the block um encryption process correct
1: so basically what would happen is you send that file or each of those blocks to somebody and essentially block chaining and they will have to receive all the blocks because this is important because to undo it you need the last block to encrypt each block so essentially when you first encrypt it you use the first block and then you work down the chain to keep encrypting it, and to unencrypt it, you just work your way backwards. And if you're missing that one block as a pre you can't read it. It just corrupts everything. Yeah. And there's also two types of actually block chaining. Uh, there's uh, where you, it's how it's actually done, because they have ones where you have to have like full blocks, and then you can have a partial block. If you don't have enough information, full blocks are, are, I,
0: it's harder to, it takes longer and it's harder
1: to get the full block, right? Uh, it basically buffers it basically. Oh, I see. Which means, uh, people can put information in that buffer. Oh, while, while it's waiting. So this usually happens in like, if it can't make a full block, which I don't know exactly remember how each time that happens, but it. It can be messed with. But it, it has a reason why that's used in certain places and why uh, partial blocks are, can also be used because partial blocks just cuts it off. Mm-hmm. And to do partial blocks is an integration of multiple type encryptions into one. So it will work.
0: Indeed, indeed. But I think the technologies do... Not a lot, well, it's not that new, but not a lot of companies are actually using blockchain for any security purposes.
1: Essentially, uh, VPNs uh, kind of acts the same way, except for it doesn't do it in blockchains. Hmm. Because v- VPNs is just a virtual private network which encrypts all traffic through that network. Yep. Essentially, it's acting the same way. Is basically, you're sending information over a tunnel that so, what, what,
0: one's a tunnel, and one's a
1: it's packet sender? Basically. Okay. Uh, for the best security uh, reason for this, I would actually use a VPN, and then on top of that, blockchain. So, basically, the first encryption, the connection between the two uh, locations encrypted.
0: Mm, yes.
1: And then the information sent across for the information between the two servers, or devices it's encrypted by that packet being encrypted and sent bit by bit. Indeed. Which, which mm. means if somebody actually can get into the, through the VPN, they still can't get your information. Interesting. Interesting. So
0: Bitcoin, there's other applications of the technology of Bitcoin. You heard about NFTs, right? Non fungible tokens as they're called.
1: NFT is actually not based on Bitcoin, it's actually based on Ethereum. Yes. Because they use the Ethereum network. Yeah, but it uses a blockchain type of technology, correct? Yes. Uh, if you want to talk about things that are similar to Bitcoin, Dogecoin.
0: Dogecoin is almost a clone of Bitcoin, isn't it that is, right?
1: It isn't a Zach clone, except for the fact that they keep adding coins whenever they feel like it.
0: Yeah. Bitcoin is unique because the creator of it, what, Satoshi is not his name?
1: We actually do not know the name. Well, Uh, the name they put out, I uh, mean. Yeah, Satoshi, uh, I forget the last name. Naka something.
0: But basically, you don't know exactly who created it and also with bitcoin another neat interesting thing that there won't be any more bitcoin created really
1: uh i forget what year it was i think it was like 2024 something or 28 yeah isn't uh, that when last, when
0: mining stops
1: when the last coin can be mined
0: yep and mining Talk a little bit about mining. How, how does that process work? What is exactly mining? Uh,
1: for that number, uh, okay. So this is what the information I'm getting off uh, Bitcoin Wiki. It says uh, the last Bitcoin will be mined in May 7th, 2140. Twenty one,
0: twenty one forty. That that that's that's pretty long ways away.
1: I don't think that's quite right because there's some other ones that say twenty thirty, twenty twenty five. I no twenty twenty five would be the winners' worth.
0: Well, as you said, Bitcoin's not the the only one,
1: but yeah. Uh, but how it works is uh, less and less Bitcoin can be mined each year. So essentially yeah, so, how they have it set up, when it first came up, they gift out so many Bitcoin per session of time.
0: Interesting, interesting.
1: And basically over time, it will keep going down and down each time they can re- reward it.
0: So mining is rewarding it, you're saying, in a sense. So through m- using processing power
1: So mining is essentially you use processing power so in the sense CPU or your graphics card to uh be able to do perform calcul calculations and based on if you hit the calculation or how much they'll gift you x amount of bitcoin or a bitcoin
0: So this mining what purpose does this mining actually? Form. Does it perform interesting things through these calculations, or is it just for awarding Bitcoin?
1: Uh, mining my, my is just the calculations so you can get rewarded Bitcoin. Interesting. Uh, Ethereum works in essentially the same way. Most cryptocurrency all work that way, because something has to back it.
0: So, basically, Bitcoin's getting backed by electricity. In a sense,
1: essentially,
0: Bitcoin. Oh, and speculation. There's always speculation in any type of stock. So Bitcoin's acting as a stock, so it has some speculation behind it.
1: So essentially, uh electricity is used to make Bitcoin. Yep. So electricity backs it. Mm-hmm. But the value of it is all arbitrary because it's basically at the end, stock. Yes. Essentially, so. Therefore, the price is based on whatever the people believe it's worth. Interesting. Based on the supply and demand.
0: Yep. Um, Interesting. And all these new technologies came up, and people started jumping on it again. Because it seems like every time there's a big spike in Bitcoin, everybody starts jumping on the Bitcoin wagon. then after a while, they'll leave
1: people are there for a quick profit. But right now, really, Bitcoin is not the big thing right now. Uh, Ethereum mining is the big thing right now. Because a lot of the graphic cards are being bought up. Yes. A lot of them are being used for Ethereum mining by miners instead of Bitcoin because... Yep. Bitcoin. I, I
0: met a Ethereum miner once. Very interesting fella. He He bought some Older machines, but they each had gra- these older graphics cards. And they used it for mining. Ethereum, specifically. And some other coin. I forget whichever coin it was.
1: There are some people that will basically mine like, Ethereum, sell it off, and just buy Bitcoin.
0: Yep. Because that They're using it as an av- avenue to accumulate
1: Bitcoin. Yeah, because... People see Bitcoin as a more stable coin than any other of the coins. Well,
0: right now I'm looking at Ethereum. It's about eighteen hundred dollars, so one thousand eight hundred ish.
1: Yes, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum are the are usually the highest two in prices, and followed by like Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Litecoin, all the Basically, your gamble coins. Which,
0: if you want to buy those coins, don't take any suggestions or anything for us, because we are not suggesting. We're just bringing the facts to you. Buy coins as you want.
1: Basically, they consider basically all the other bitcoins or things like bitcoins, uh, electronic currencies, as basically penny stocks. High risk, very high risk. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yes, yes. But Ethereum's built a little differently than Bitcoin. Isn't it built to be used with applications specifically?
1: Uh, I do not know enough about that, but I believe uh, Ethereum is built to, uh, when you use the coin, it burns it. So essentially there will be a way that you can keep on mining it.
0: So, Ethereum, they, they all say these are decentralized coins. Decentralized meaning they're not centralized by any, usually, government or controlled by something.
1: Well, let's think of a bank. Yeah. A bank can see how much money a person has. They can control if you can have access to your account or not and how that you have access. Well, essentially, uh, Bitcoin is basically no one can actually see how much Bitcoin you have. They can't limit your access to it hmm. because essentially there's their ledger, their public ledger, which is a list of transactions. And basically, these are upheld by nodes. And there's a lot of nodes. And these nodes are what? basically make what makes it decentralized
0: interesting i'm on the ethereum well one of the ethereum websites called ethereum.org and looking at them and they're talking about using ethereum with applications specifically because ethereum is used with nfts specifically and nfts as i mentioned are non-fungible tokens and basically the idea behind a non-fungible token is that you have like a digital piece of art let's say or maybe a video or a picture you can tie ethereum to that item the picture and then you can track where that picture goes since the ethereum is tied to a blockchain
1: well, this is also how they have these uh, a lot of these set up is really interesting, too, because a lot of these artwork things basically had a, where no matter how many times somebody sells it, the original person will always make a profit off of it. So basically, the creator makes it, they sell it to somebody, and if that person sells it to somebody else, the original creator will get a cut of that sale.
0: Yeah, I heard, like, former DC employees like DC the Comets Company s- did some art on it and they made some money usually it's people who have who have been artists or who are famous that make some money u- doing non-fungible tokens uh,
1: there was the guy who made work of Morty yeah. made it quite a bit
0: so well I think his went to charity mostly but still It's a new technology, and people can use it for different gains.
1: Yeah, uh, some of these major artists, like the Rick and Morty one, uh, he did a quick sketch, and it was uh, sold for a lot of money.
0: Let's just take a look. From... News.Bitcoin.com. Rick and Morty creator sells NFT art collection for over $1,000,000 in
1: Ether. And Ether is just a short name for Ethereum. So,
0: interesting, interesting. So, all this new technology coming out of Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin and the blockchain. And it could be a revolution in technology itself.
1: Well, actually, I wouldn't say exactly a revolution because oh, I mean, like in the sense of
0: change, like revolutionize.
1: This has been around for a while already, mm. so a lot of it has already taken effect in some companies.
0: I I think I remember Disney had some technology for. Blockchaining a while back.
1: Uh, they invested into the one called Dragon Chain. Yes, Dragon Chain. Let me look them up.
0: We are not sponsored by Dragon Chain or Disney
1: or anybody like that. <laughs> Everything we have mentioned in this podcast has is not sponsored by us. Dragon Chain.
0: Ooh, they got a new website too. And new logo. <laughs> so it says... From their website, DragonChain.com, the most flexible, uh, the the most secure and flexible blockchain platform on Earth. DragonChain is an enterprise startup ready to uh, startup ready platform to build flexible and scalable blockchain applications. So they're basically building kind of like Ethereum, but blockchain based technologies.
1: essentially what I understand looking at their website they're offering the service to set it up but there's also like there the software side of it which is free I believe
0: yeah yep uh, yep
1: usually in this type of uh s- a s- uh area there's a few different type of uh ways blockchain change can be done there's the public one which is basically anybody can use it a community which is a select group so like, if you think like hospitals and mm. only hospitals you would use it this is a little common for like a cloud servicing and then there's also private where it's just for you essentially this would be a uh
0: enterprise
1: a community mm. sense because it's select people can use it
0: yes 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 but new technologies nfts blockchain what can't you do with Bitcoin? Now, now that's the question. Probably a lot of things, actually. Yeah. yeah, you can't do a lot of things with Bitcoin, can you? Or any of that new technology.
1: Well, I would love to have a new graphics card, but that's really? not happening with the current crisis in uh
0: in chip manufacturing yeah. specifically.
1: A lot of them are uh, limited on how much. Uh, Whatever the material you use it they have to do it. and they're also at mass capacity because chips are also in high demand.
0: Yes. Everything nowadays uses chips from cars, from microwaves, from toaster ovens. Your blender. Yes. Do we actually need all these chips and this technologies that we're getting?
1: Uh it can help people.
0: Well interesting but how can
1: it help people well you ever heard of the internet of
0: things yes the oh what's the acronym for that or iot just, yeah iot
1: uh basically is a group of wait technologies and stuff that's basically what this ends up being because your router needs a chip so it can process information your computer needs chips uh cars use chips so it can uh Makes decisions for your anti-brakes and all that stuff for safety reasons.
0: But we didn't have that before. Why can't we just not use chips for some things and have chips for others? Should every... My main question is, should everything really have a chip in it?
1: I don't think so. Like, your blender? Why? I need
0: to connect my phone to my blender. I need to... Tweet my blender that it's doing well
1: when it blends my smoothie. (laughs) No, uh, I'm when I was doing some research on something, uh, Amazon, which is not sponsoring us, microwave their base, their Amazon basis microwave had Bluetooth built into it. Oh,
0: really? So you can
1: play music for from your microwave? Well, exactly. People didn't know how you could connect to it, but they had a Bluetooth chip built into it
0: man it sounds like a hacker's paradise can i hack your your uh your microwave with my bluetooth
1: uh there was uh, i forget what it was it was a toy teddy bear thing that had bluetooth and somebody figured out how to hack it so they could uh send weird messages or or monitor things with it
0: yes so this is also leads to another field of security
1: uh let me tell you right now, Bluetooth is not the most secure thing,
0: yes, Bluetooth first off it's line of sight, so you have to be pretty close but also Bluetooth doesn't always have th- the securest form of um well what they s- how they send their packets right?
1: It's also all depending on what standard you're using too
0: yeah, they're always updating standards and all this stuff, but you know
1: hey. It's- standards can get weird names because look at uh usbs they have really have weird Uh,
0: cba what 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 letter should we use next? uh
1: cba are usually the types of uh connectors but the number like usb1 usb2 usb3 3.1 they
0: have 3.2 you could do some cool things with bluetooth don't Don't get me wrong. You can do uh, Bluetooth mesh nets and those are pretty cool. But, 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 that brings us to the point. Now that we're getting all this new technology and stuff, do we really need chips and everything? Like, do we need chips tracking us? Because this then gets into tracking other devices. Because you could bounce off a bunch of... Um, Bluetooth networks and other things to see what devices are around you. Cell phones. Yep, cell phones uh, specifically.
1: <laughs> yeah, all you really need is three towers to find somebody.
0: Yes. You, uh, th- that leads into triangulation. You need yeah. three points to triangulate anything. Just like how they do um earthquakes. Earthquakes, they do the same thing. They use triangulation from three different points... And they can figure out where exactly the epicenter of an earthquake is. Same idea for phones. Yes. So, Bitcoin security, all that. Great topics. Great topics tonight. Now.
1: You want? Uh, so, like the, the triangulation stuff. I when I was in my encryption class, we were talking about we phone encryption. Mm-hmm. And how that is done. And it's really interesting how that is done.
0: Do you want to save that for next week in our next episode or? Sure, why not? Yes. So this is the croc. I'm speaking with my co host, the Spartan Goose. Is that right?
1: Yes. And all the companies that we mention in this podcast are not sponsors and anything about financial stuff, we are not financial advisors and don't take us as, as, as our word. Go to your financial advisor and ask them because they have been trained to do this. Exactly. And have the certificate. <laughs> Anyways,
0: next week we're going to be talking about a few different things. We're going to be talking about what was it specifically? Uh,
1: how phone network works with an encryption.
0: Yes. First that, and we'll be talking a little bit about different type of viruses. Mainly Trojans, maybe some worms, and how to protect against certain types. Actually, the best word to say is
1: malware, because Indeed. malware is the covers all that stuff because there are viruses is one type, and I forget off the top. Of viruses, malware. worms, and yeah, they they all act differently. They all fall under under malware, which stands for malicious code.
0: Yes. So we will be talking a little bit about that. So this is. The Croc, Spartan Goose, sign off, and keep going.